What are we to make of, of this healing story? Well, there are a variety of ways to approach it. I think a wrong way is kind of a chicken and an egg approach. Here's what I mean. Among our Lord's people at that time, they assumed that if you were sick, in fact, if anything bad happened to you at all, you must have sinned. Sickness and misfortune were seen as signs of God's disfavor. That's why the book of Job is such a paradox. Job had these horrible things happen to him, and he was a righteous man. So when they brought him this man to be healed, everyone just knew, by virtue of the fact that he was sick, that he must have been a terrible sinner. We view things a little bit differently. We say, well, you know, how did he end up in a wheelchair? Well, he got drunk and then he drove. Well, he brought that on himself. But ordinarily, we don't associate sickness with sin. If you have cancer or a birth defect, that's not the fault of you or your parents. Sometimes bad things just happen and it's nobody's fault. However, however, just as if we tolerate, say, bad hygiene, if we tolerate filth in our lives, we're likely to get sick. Physically, what happens when we tolerate sin in our lives? Is there no consequence to that? We already know the answer. The perennial teaching of the church is that sin darkens our intellect and it weakens our will. It makes it easier for us to believe the lives of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Worst of all, it makes it easier for us to believe our own lies. And over time, as we make another concession to sin, and another concession to sin, and another concession to sin, we get calluses on our hearts. What's a callus? It's a mound of dead flesh. Isn't that a perfectly Pauline image for sin? We get calluses on our hearts. Our hearts become hardened. Our hearts become numb. And invitations to grace are received like water falling on a stone. But St. Ignatius Loyola said, we are meant to be so tender-hearted to the presence of God that we receive the promptings of grace like water falling upon a sponge. We've seen in the past three years the wise and not very wise reactions of people who thought that their physical health was in danger. How little zeal we have seen in three years and then some regarding moral danger and spiritual danger people who are terrified of breathing bad air, people who are terrified of touching things with germs on them, people who audibly lather up in the purifying ritual of St. Purell, wander about and inhale the lies, the wickedness, the temptations of our sick, sick culture and never lose a moment's sleep Never lose a moment's rest.
How do we solve this problem? Well, of course, we turn to our Lord. And our Lord had the right priority. The man was obviously gravely ill, but his priority was for the sake of his soul, for the sake of his salvation. And in his priority, he addressed sin first. Spend time this day and ask yourself, what would my life look like from this day forward? What would my life have looked like if I made the war against sin my top priority? May God's holy name be praised now and forever.